Hello, Red Sea Catholic Radio listener. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup on 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. Or you're listening over on YouTube or on podcasts. So, I am Caleb Bronner, the Director of Radio and Media here at Red Sea Catholic Radio and your host today for Red Sea Roundup. We are pre-recording this on Tuesday and you are listening to this on Wednesday or thereafter. Today, I am joined by Zachary Eilers, who's going to tell us all about his uh, missionary work with Spiritus. Zach, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Zach. I'm glad to have you in the studio. It's good to see you again. You've been gone a little while. Yeah. Yeah, so tell us about um, you. Uh, you left College Station mm-hmm. a few months ago. Yeah, and then take us from there. Yeah, so um, I left College Station. I um, was interested in uh, doing some kind of mission work, a missionary year. Um, I have a love for the faith. I have a love for aspiring youth, especially high school students. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking to my vocation director for the diocese and um, I had an interest in going to seminary um, and he suggested I go try out this program called Spiritus up in Wisconsin to kind of discern further and just, just do some ministry and see, see how that led me. Okay. So uh, you went up to Wisconsin. Yeah. And tell us what Spiritus is. I don't think a lot of us are familiar yeah. with Spiritus. So Spiritus... Um, we run retreat. We run retreats throughout the state of Wisconsin for elementary, middle, and high school students. Uh, mostly high school students. Mostly confirmation retreats. Some of them are in house in our retreat center. Some of them are out of house at parishes. Um, yeah, we also receive weekly formation. Um, so from lay leaders, from priests, from deacons, from people throughout the Green Bay. You, you as missionaries receive? As missionaries, yeah. So we as missionaries receive formation. Um, and so, yeah, the mission of Spiritus is twofold. It's to, to ignite the faith in Catholic youth and then to form these young people to be leaders for the church for the future. Um, many Spiritus missionaries go on to become uh, priests or religious. So they have uh, or have formed holy marriages, holy mission-oriented marriages. Okay, so how long has this program been going on? It's been about, this is our 15th year. Okay, cool. So it's year. a relatively new yeah. program. Yeah. Um, and is only in Wisconsin? Right now they're only in only in Menasha, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But we, we run retreats throughout the state. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you know, in working with young people, and I know you and I have talked about this at length, um, what would you say are some of the unique issues facing young people right now that you've noticed Ooh, young people um a lot of them are are hungry for peace and connection with god and so um prayer is a really important part of our retreats um telling our stories of how we connected with god um how god kind of moved in our lives um some of them have more intellectual questions too some of them are like i don't believe or i have a question about this or just there's um that they have doubt um a lot of these students, some of them are being drawn from a very secular culture. And so um, many of them may have never met or have only rarely met a young person who's close to them in age, who really loves Christ in the church. And so we get to kind of, we're, we're formed in this as missionaries, we're formed in a, uh, we, we have two hours of prayer every day. So we get to kind of go and, and really like introduce these kids with a lot of fire and passion and energy. Um, uh, to Christ in his church and and just tell our stories of how how God touched our lives and and why we love being Catholic, how we encountered God, um, 
how we chose faith over temptations in our own lives, um, how the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, made an impact in our lives, and or how we how we shared and witnessed to the faith. So this isn't you're not going to these retreats and you're giving a you know a talk on the Eucharist or something like no. that. It's it's personal testimony. It's personal testimony. It's not not catechetical. Sometimes we'll we'll talk about like teaching of the church in a sure. small group or something like that. Um, but no, it's not primarily catechetical. Catechetical. Um, we're really there to to um, be that kind of mountaintop experience. That kind of um, experience a, a student has there, they're maybe in a public school or, or in a Catholic school, or, you know, they're, they're going to their parish. Um, and they, they come to one of our retreats and they meet these missionaries and, um, they just, they hear, they hear the Christian story presented in a new way. They hear the Christian story presented in a way that's personal way that they actually, um, uh, means something and, and, and has a, a deep and profound meaning for their own personal lives that we, that we can kind of connect with through our own personal stories. Yeah, I've uh, in teaching. I taught at a school for boys that had committed sexual offenses for six years, and they had, you know, obviously really bad role models yeah. for the most part. And um, one of the things I found was that one of the most important things I could do as their teacher teaching English was, you know, if we were doing independent reading time or something like that, um, I could. It would be a great time to get grades done or to do some paperwork or whatever. But what I found was more important for them was to actually model independent reading time. And yeah. so I would sit up at the front of the classroom and actually read my book because yeah. I realized most of those kids had never seen an adult read before. Yeah. Especially an adult male. Yeah. And so I imagine it's something similar. You're kind of going in front of these kids and showing them there are people actually exactly Jesus. Yeah. We, we get to kind of, yeah, like you said, model like, um, just be kind of an inspiration, get, get to model like, like, wow, this young person, this person may, maybe not that much older than me, loves Christ, loves the church. What's your story? Why, you know, why did you decide to grow in faith? Um, you know, in our culture today, and you know, that's, uh, you know, a lot of young, young Catholics may, may, may not have encountered that, may see that as something that's odd or strange or, um, and so we, we, we get to kind of just be there and um, inspire them um, capture their hearts, ask, ask deep questions, um, get to know them, um, under like maybe get, you know, get to know them, ask questions about their lives, take an interest in them. Um, and, and then really like show them how, how, how Christ wants to work in their lives. So like, yeah, like, so a lot of them have been catechized. And so Christ is maybe, you know, this abstract idea, this religion is this abstract idea that they've been taught or in school. Or archaic idea. Archaic These idea. These rules are for the Jews 3,000 years ago or whatever, not here and now. Yeah. Yeah. It's this old idea. It's this thing that happened long ago. And and if I, if I, maybe I'm not really sure about if I believe it and I haven't really thought about it. Um, and so it's kind of maybe like a spiritual desert in some sense, in, in some places. Um and so we, we get to kind of be like, no, like the resurrection really happened. Christ rose from the dead. And this has profound implications for our own lives. And this is how this impacted my own life. And this is where I took it. And this is where I've gone with it. And this is how it's made my life profoundly better and amazing and awesome. And this is why you might want that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I met my wife yeah. when I was 21 or something like that, um, 
one of the things, the first things I found besides the fact that she's beautiful, uh, but one of the first things I found so interesting about her was that she was very serious about her Catholic faith. Yeah. And I had never met a Catholic that was serious about their faith up until that point. Yeah. Um, and so for a lot of these kids, you're probably one of the first young people that's serious about their faith that they've ever met. What is that? Um, you know, how do you, how do you manage that kind of responsibility? Ooh. Um, I try to, I mean, we start off our trade. I always try to, to get to know the kids, you know, the students, I should say. Yeah. Personal the students, connection is key. Um, build trust, um, understand where they're at, understand what they care about. Um, you know, taking interest in their lives. Um, you know, if they're making jokes, laugh with them. Um, and not in any kind of fake or, you know, like artificial sort of way, but you know, I have, I have four younger siblings and who I laugh and joke around yeah. with all the time. So yeah, just, just, just hang around them, be, you know, get to know them, um, understand where they're at. And, and then, and then as the retreat progresses, you can start to ask deeper questions. You can start to invite them, say, Hey, you know, um, have you ever encountered Christ? You know, if, if you were to encounter Christ, what would that, what would that mean in your life? Um, you know, what does it mean to live as a disciple? What does it mean? Um, what does it mean to witness to the faith? How can we share the faith? You know, why might we want to share the faith, right? Asking these questions that they maybe haven't thought about. Maybe, maybe an adult in their life has, has thought, has kind of talked about these questions, but maybe it's never been from a, from a person that they actually was like, that they, they maybe trusted or really thought that they, that they, they were like, so like, we, we want the, we want the students to see themselves in us to see, okay, we were like you, we, 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 we came from the place that you're coming from. Um, when I tell my own story, I tell, um, about moments where I had doubt in the faith. I was like, I'm not sure if this is real. You know, I went to a public school and, um, you know, none of my friends were, none of my teachers were Catholic. None of my friends were really Catholic. Um, and so, and then I tell the story of how, um, I began to research Christianity and, and I learned about the Shroud of Turin, um, which I still love and am fascinated with today. Um, and how I was like, wait a second, the resurrection really happened. Like Christ, like this person, Jesus of Nazareth, actually rose from the dead. And this has profound implications for all of humanity, but particularly my own life. Um, and so I, I, get, I get to walk them through. So like, yeah, I was like you. I, I experienced doubt. Um, if, you experience doubt if, you, if you experience doubt, that's okay. Um, yeah. Like that's, you're not, that's not, doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. But like, this was my experience. I was in the same place and this is how I got out of it. And like you might, and it's, it's never, it's never, we're, we're never, we're never preaching to them. We're never saying you should do this. We're never saying, um, uh, you know, like, you know, whenever, whenever presenting, we're, we're not trying to present abstract ideas, right? We're never trying to teach. We're not trying to catechize. We're trying to inspire. We're trying to, um, to, to show them to, in a sense, give them an example of someone who is like them who loves Christ in a church that they may decide that they want to follow or become more like. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the reactions like that you've seen in some of these kids? I mean, um, one of the things I think that, um, we're facing today with a lot of the young people is just an epidemic of indifference yeah. and apathy. Yeah. And, um, so many young people today, I know through teaching and I, I tried the teaching public school and it was rough. Um, was uh, they're dopamine addicts. Yeah. They're six second TikTok videos. Yeah. Get a little hit of dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. And, um, and so sometimes, you know, you're trying to talk to them about lofty ideas or, or virtue and 
they don't get that dopamine hit yeah. from it. And so, um, you know, have you had struggled with some kind of like with indifference with the kids or are they the ones that are there are, are bought in for the, is it a weekend or is it a day? What's yeah. So, um, our typical, so like I'll give you a confirmation retreat. Sometimes they're overnight, um, in our retreat center. Um, we have bedrooms upstairs that students can stay in, that students will stay in overnight. Um, some of them are just like a day long from say, you know, nine in the morning till, uh, four or 5 PM in the evening. Um, some of them are, you know, yes, that's typically what they're like. Some of them are usually, usually for, usually for about a whole day or they're overnight. Um, and some, you know, half, about half of them are, you know, a part of them are, um, at our physical retreat center. So the students come in on a bus and then they leave on the bus. Um, about the other, maybe another half of them are, will, will drive to physical parishes. So that's, that's kind of, that's how the streets are kind of, the retreats are kind of organized. Um, on a typical retreat, there's maybe four or five sessions. Um, we, in each session, like we will tell our own story mm -hmm. of how, uh, why we like, so on a confirmation retreat, it's, uh, uh, why we decided to grow in faith. Why, what, you know, why, why, why take this adventure at all? Why, why climb the mountain of faith? Yeah. Why make that decision for yourself instead exactly. of it just being like your parents' decision yeah. and stuff like that? Why, yeah. Why, um, that that process of like actually taking ownership for your faith. Exactly. Yeah. So one of us tells the story of, of why we personally decided that. And then we'll, you know, in, you know, gently encourage them to say, hey, like we we just encourage you to be open to the, how the spirit moves on you, moves within you on this retreat. Um, we encourage you to be open to growing in faith. Um uh, how, how is that received? Ooh. Um sometimes what? you we get we get in my own experience, I get some students who um so there's maybe some students that are like, I'm not interested in this. And, you know, um, all, all I do with those students is you just pray for them. You treat them with love. You treat yeah. them with kindness. You smile at them. Um, when, we, when we do one-on-one -on -one prayer, we, you know, pray with them. Um, and yeah, just pray for them. Um, ask them questions. Um, sometimes they're interested, sometimes they're not. Um, there are, I would say most of the students are not hostile yeah. to the faith. Most of them have just have yet to hear the faith presented by someone whom they connect with and whom they see themselves in and whom who loves the church and who has presented in the faith in such a way that, okay, it makes sense for me. This makes sense for my life. I see how the faith uh, makes a difference in my life. And so they, they've, they're, they're maybe not hostile, but they, um, that faith has yet to be ignited in them. It has yet to go, whoa, okay, I can take this seriously. Like, this is this is a profound adventure. Um, this is I can you know this 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 gives my life a whole new direction, um, rather than something that I just do that's just uh, kind of uh, sequestered off to Sunday and you know mealtime prayer and like maybe bedtime prayer. Right. right. Where it's something it's actually this animating force for my whole life. I actually when I when I go to school when I go to public school, I'm actually thinking okay, Christ actually rose from the dead. You know there's this there's this Christ offers his his forgiveness in the sacraments. You know how how can I share this with with other people around me? Like maybe you know, some students may come to see their 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 school as a mission field. Their 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 friends is oh, wow okay like I can introduce my friends to Jesus and so life life can can become this whole adventure. So um, I guess I'm rambling here. No 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 no. Um, yeah so so yeah there's some students who uh, maybe aren't as interested, uh, but most of the students vast majority of the students are 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 not hostile and are like just kind of maybe indifferent or just kind of like 
um, have just never have have never had that kind of moment of ignition. Um, and sometimes the students will come up to us, come up to us afterwards, and say, "Thank you so much. That was amazing. That changed my life. Yeah, that, that was that was profound." Wow. Um, or I had one student that said, you know, he was writing a letter. Uh, he was writing a letter to himself at the end of a confirmation retreat, and he came up to me afterwards and he said, you know, I'm going to take faith a lot more seriously now in my life. This has been this has been really good. Praise God. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the retreats are short. Um, so it's we're not there to kind of walk with them on this journey of faith. We're be there to be that kind of mountaintop experience mm-hmm. to kind of ignite the faith, so that they maybe go from kind of standing still in their faith life to, okay, I'm walking forward now, I'm moving forward. And then we, we hope and pray that, you know, someone else that they meet in their parish, in their family, in the community, in their friend group, at their school, Catholic school, um, can then walk with them. And they'll, they'll, they'll start to seek out those people. They'll start to seek out groups of Catholic friends. Yeah, like take ownership. Yeah, and, take ownership. And, um, yeah, that's so important. And I think that, uh, I think it's really cool that uh, Spiritus is really focused on making that personal connection because, again, and again, my main experience with high schoolers and stuff like that is through teaching. But yeah. one of the things I found was the most important, I could teach them how to use a semicolon all day long. Um, but the most important thing was kind of like developing a, like a pedagogical friendship with okay. students yeah. um, as much as possible. And, you know, obviously with clear and yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, appropriate boundaries. Yeah. But, um, but uh, because then if they see you as someone that they want to listen to, that makes all the difference. Someone and, whom they trust. And and that's what it seems like y'all are doing is you're trying not to just teach them X, Y, and Z about the Trinity. Yeah. You're trying to um, give them a personal relationship with an individual who has uh, taken ownership for their faith, who loves God and, and, and encourage them to do the same. A living witness. A living witness. A living witness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was Curtis Martin or this is a, but basically disciples make other disciples, right? So if, if these young people, us as see us as disciples who love their faith, who love the church, um, that's, that just, that is going to rub off on them. It's naturally, okay, wait a second. Like I had never conceived that this is what my life could look like, that this is like, this is who I could, I could become like, this is, um, this is how my life could take shape. Um, uh, as a young person in the church. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we build trust. We build, we, 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 um, get to know students. Um, yeah. And then the, the, yeah, the sessions are all designed to be, um, they're, they're not catechetical. It's not like, we're not here to just present abstract ideas. We're here to tell our own stories. Say like, okay, like, yeah, you've learned about this thing called the Trinity. You've learned about Christ. You learned about his life. You learned that maybe the resurrection happened, but that has, you've, you've never, maybe, you know, I, I can stand up there and I can sit and I can talk about those things. And as if I'm just preaching and I'm just saying like, Hey, there's these ideas. And I think it was Pope Francis who said something along the lines of, you know, oftentimes uh, we, we hear, we hear ideas. Like a lot of times the faith comes across as this abstract idea and it stays in the head, but never reaches the heart. Right. And we're really there to bring the faith from the head to the heart. Yeah. Yeah, um, makes me think of, um, I watched a video of Father Mark Goring one time and yeah. he was talking about prayer and he, ta- he was talking about uh, imagining that when you're praying that your heart is like a, um, 
like a water heater yeah. and it's heating up your prayer. And you can feel the difference if you pray that way. Yeah. If you imagine, if you like really focus on like praying like through your heart, yeah. it makes a big difference. And it, I think it comes across uh, to, I'm sure the young people, when, when they hear you speaking that way, yeah, when they hear you speaking from the heart, not just being saying authentic. words and being, yeah, being authentic, they are, they are so tuned in to authenticity yes. and, um, and any kind of, uh, putting on airs just throw, you know, yeah. they immediately reject. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're not there to preach doctrine, to preach dogma, like doctrine dogma is very important. Um, we're not there to just present abstract ideas. We're there to say, uh, like, yeah, no, no one can argue with one's personal experience. So I can get up there and I can and I can try and give these facts and arguments and evidence. And I think some of that is is useful at times. I've had students tell me that. I talk about the Shroud of Turin sometimes in my small groups um, as as this like photograph of the resurrection, uh, this evidence for the resurrection. But at the end of the day, it's always going to like the most powerful thing is like God changed my life. God, I became I became a new person. Um, God, God got me through this struggle. God, like God made a difference in my own life, in my own circumstances. Um, and he can change your life too, right? Like that's powerful. No one, no one can argue with that. No one can refute that. Yeah. And that speaks to young people. Young people are like, whoa, okay. Maybe I want this now. Maybe this means something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe this is like, maybe I actually do want to connect with God. Maybe I do want to pray. Maybe I do want to seek a relationship with the Lord. And maybe, maybe I want to let that, that relationship transform me. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's wonderful, Zach. Um, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Um, tell me some more about, um, you know, I often hear uh, people talk about when you do some kind of mission work, oftentimes the person that has changed the most is the missionary. Yeah. So I know you've only been doing it for three months, but give us your, in three months, you know, what have you noticed about yourself oh, and your own journey and your own faith in the Lord. Um, tell us what, what's changed about you since you started this work. Yeah. So we have, uh, we have mass typically four times a week during the week and then mass on Sundays. Great. Um, we have holy hours four times a week. Um, we have Angelus. We have uh, every day at noon, around noon. We have um, morning and evening liturgy of the hours. So we have, a, we have, a, we have about two hours of prayer every, every weekday. Um, that has been the biggest thing that has, that has changed me a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm with, I'm with people that feel like family now. Yeah. People that are, that are brothers and sisters in Christ that I'll friends that I'll have probably for the rest of my life. Um, and the, like being in that community, being in people that love Christ that are like, that actually like have like, no, I've decided to sacrifice nine months of my life to give, to inspire these young people being in that community, um, has really transformed me. It's, it's, um, I have definitely grown in my prayer life a lot in my, in my meditative prayer in my contemplative prayer, like the holy hours are, you know, they're, they're silent. And so, um, I've been getting it as, as the years gone, I've, I've been getting, I've been progressing in my love of the Eucharist, love of Christ and adoration in my ex experience of in contemplative prayer of like gazing into Christ in the Eucharist and like, Lord, I love you. Like, Lord, make my heart at, like, like your own. Yeah. Like that, that, that kind of heart to heart connection with Christ has definitely grown. Um, I've, I've known a lot about my faith for a while now. Um, but that, that heart to heart, like, like, Lord, make my heart your own, like make my desires, like get, give, like make, yeah, make, give me a heart after yours. Yeah. Right. Um, 
getting that, more comfortable with silence. Maybe. With silence, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the thing that young people struggle with right yeah. now, big time. Silence. Um, yeah, because even if, you know, they're not talking, they're, they're just taking something in constantly. Yeah. Um, many, many of them are. Not, I don't want to speak about all of them, but many young people nowadays, your typical public school student, secular, living in the secular world, yeah. is just like constantly taking in social media and things like that. Yeah, you're just, it's um, d- definitely, I would say that. Um, life, I guess the, the, the biggest thing that we try to, that I, tr- uh, I try to witness to and try to tell the authentic story, because this is not, it's not fabricated, it's not artificial, but try to convey is, is my life is better now. My life is amazing. My life is more adventurous. My life is more heroic. You know, we, we have these, um, you know, grand kind of cosmic stories that our, our Hollywood puts out of, of saving the universe. Right. And, um, you know, and it's and like, we're, we're, we're coworkers with God. We're, we're co-redeemers in God's creation. Yeah. Right. And, um, like that's, that's adventurous. That's yeah. heroic. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a reason to put down your phone. That's a reason to stop scrolling. That's a reason to like, that's, that's something to get excited about. So um, I guess going back to what you're saying, yeah, a lot of them do live in some, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what all of their personal lives are like, right. but I, I know just in general, a lot of young people, yeah, there are, they're, they're, they, the Christian faith is something that has to be, is something that's always formed in community, mm-hmm. right? We're the, the church is one body. Um, the church is not like Christianity is not this faith that is just like me and my own private relationship with God. Right. It's, it's always, it's always communal, right? We're the, we're the body of Christ. Um, and so what we get to do is, is I guess bring people into, bring these people into an environment where we present the story of the Christian faith in a way that's of the Catholic faith in a way that's authentic. So it's personal. Um, and we, we, we get to show how the faith, the Catholic faith in relationship with God ultimately is, is something adventurous, is something exciting, is something heroic. Um, and is something that like, because why is, why is a person, you know, choosing distraction? Why is mm-hmm. a person only picking up their phone? It's because it's because the, probably because there's nothing more exciting. It's like, okay, well, you know, um, you know, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's like. Well, and pursuing virtue, pursuing Christ is difficult. It is. It's a struggle. It is. Um, I constantly think of, you know, uh, of um, it's, it, it, it's Jacob that wrestles with the angel, right? That wrestles with the Lord. I think so. Um, I constantly think of that. It's like, okay, you know, um, here I am in the confession line again, but at least I'm wrestling. Yeah. At least I'm in at least the I'm ring. in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that there's a lot of people that, um, I kind of have this theory, right? Yeah. That for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, the human race has tried to become physically comfortable. Yeah. Um, and we've essentially in first world countries achieved that more or less, you know, the average person has air conditioning and enough food to eat and things like that. And the things to make us physically comfortable. Yeah. And so now there's something about our you know, our restless hearts that wants to become like comfortably, like psychically comfortable, like, yeah. like psychologically 
uh, satiated. Yeah, satiated and comfortable. And so uh, we've turned that um, that restlessness and that industriousness to become um, physically comfortable, physically safe, into like becoming trying to uh, not have to think too much or, ah, or, or, yeah. or, or, uh, struggle with, uh, guilt or shame or, um, you know, or, um, or being like uncomfortable or uh, thinking about the deeper questions of life. Exactly. Where's my life going? Yeah. What am I here for? What am I pursuing? Right. What right. am I chasing? Um, who, what, what am I living for ultimately? Every, you know, I guess I'll, I would say a large part of my, the, of the way I lead my small groups is, is I, I try to, especially with with young guys, I try to invite them to think about those deeper questions. Yeah. Right? Okay, like, we have this desire in our hearts to be heroic. We have this desire in our hearts to do something great. Like, this is it. You're in the place. Like, we're, especially towards the end of the confirmation retreats, um, we're talking about the first, uh, Pentecost being the first confirmation and the apostles being sealed with the Holy Spirit and then, like, going out and, like, flipping the world upside down, yeah. transforming the world. Um, especially for young men, I think that, um, it's, you have to show them that, um, and, and, and convince them that there's something so manly and masculine about loving God and, and following Christ. Yeah. You know, I think, I think of, um, uh, when the missionaries were coming over and trying to convert like the, uh, the, the Anglo-Saxons and stuff, um, they were like, who is this, you know? wimpy God that died on, you know, on the cross. Like, you know, why would we follow him when we have the, like the God of thunder and stuff like that? Yeah. And, um, I think of, uh, there's a old, old, old poem. I can't think of who wrote it or if we even know, I believe it's called, I dream, I dream upon the rood, which means cross. Yeah. And it shows Christ running and leaping up onto the cross in this masculine heroic way to try and bridge that gap for them. Yeah. And so how, um, you know, how do you, how do you convince young men, especially that, um, there's something heroic and masculine about following Christ? Ooh, I love this question. Um, I know we've talked about this a lot. That's yeah. why I threw it at you. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, Ooh, I like to think, okay, John Paul II in his final apostolic letter, um, said, I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, basically everything possible must be done so that the gospel might be preached. Um, and then I think souls might be saved, right? Everything possible must be done. Um, and like we're we're at war. We're in a spiritual war. Yeah. We're playing it. We're, we're in a war that has stakes in eternity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that maybe gives you a little bit of anxiety, like um, maybe that's okay. Good. War scary. Yeah. More scary. I mean, it's not something to like freak out about and like yeah. be paralyzed about. Sure. You know, we, like we, we trust God. We trust that his ju judgment is going to be perfect. It's mm -hmm. going to be just. It's going to be good. Um, you know, he... But at the same time, that that understanding should compel us. Like, okay, I have these gifts. Like, what can I do to build the kingdom? Yeah. Like, that's exciting. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, okay, I get to be a hero. I yeah. get to be a hero for souls. I get to be a hero for God. Yeah. For the God of the universe. Um, well, encourages in an absence of fear, right? Yeah. It's being afraid and doing it anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's realizing what the, it's, it's coming to grips with what the stakes actually are and then acting. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, a lot of what I tell the guys is like, hey, if you have, like, think about what you're good at. Think about what your gifts are. Um, you know, if you love music, okay, can you, how, how can you, how can you spread the gospel? How yeah. can you share the message of, of Christ's life at the resurrection or how Christ has made an impact in your life? Like, 
you know, I think Christ is not like this abstract historical figure. Right. He he's a, he's an event that's happening near and now. Yeah. Here 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 and now. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, um, are you good at speaking? Um, or even just like do, that was the gospel this past Sunday, right? Yeah, exactly. Using your talents, parable of the talents. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just or maybe if you don't have any particular projects that you're interested in that you that you can conceive of right now, um, you know, can you, you know, you 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 get to like, um, play a role in the salvation of the people around you. Right. Right. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. That's what that's what Paul's talking about, right? When he's like, we can make up what God, what Jesus lacks, yeah, or what his sacrifice lacked, and it's like that sounds so odd when you look at it at first, and then you realize what lacks is your participation in that sacrifice yeah right that's the only thing it lacks is your your free will free will participation yeah and you get to participate in that sacrifice yeah you get to participate um in in christ's redemptive act for all of humanity yeah yeah Yeah. it's beautiful and and there's something so um enticing and heroic about that and 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 um and i think that in this in our society where we're kind of like at this crisis of um, lack of masculinity and, and, and masculinity is bad and toxic. Yeah. You know, I think that um, there's something inspiring about that. Um, And so, yeah. What, what have you seen? What have you seen? Some of the reactions have you seen? Do a lot of the kids kind of leave on fire? Have you heard back from any of them afterwards? Yeah. I haven't heard back from any afterwards. Um, I do have, like there were, have been some students will come up to me personally and say like, that changed my life. That thank you so much for everything. Um, that was amazing. Or I'm going to take faith a lot more seriously now. Um, I think a lot of it is just throughout the retreat. You just see their eyes kind of perk up. Yeah. You see, you see the adventure of the Christian, like you, like their hearts kind of awaken to the mm-hmm. Christian adventure, right? Their hearts kind of awaken. Like, wait, wait, like there's this missionary call. Um, I think as men in our hearts, like, um, we we have a desire, like we we all have a desire in some sense to be crucified for something great. Yeah, we all have a desire to sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, representing that is uh, in a way that's compelling, in a way that's uh, that that speaks to them is. I would say it does bear fruit. Yeah, I say it does bear fruit. Um, you know, maybe they may they, they may not always tell us verbally. Um, sometimes they do. Um, but I I generally see like almost in every retreat. There's always a group of students or several students, maybe not all of them, my small group, um, but always several of them that that their eyes kind of widen, they 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 take a greater interest throughout the retreat, um, and uh, that's very rewarding. Yeah, no, it is rewarding. Um, I've I've felt that same way in teaching when you have a kid that just doesn't care, doesn't care, doesn't care, and all of a sudden they're like, huh, you know, maybe there is yeah. something. Um, and every now and then, you know, you have a a kid who comes back yeah, or, or who comes to you and tells you, you know, I've had a student that uh, came back to me the next year and apologized for how he oh, acted wow. in my class. He's like, I wish I had gotten it while I was in your class. Yeah. I get it now and I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's, it's really rewarding. And, um, and yeah, no, I think it's, it's wonderful what you guys are doing that, um, you know, you're, you're planting the seeds that exactly you know, will grow. We're planting seeds. Yeah. We're planting and, as many seeds as we can. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, tell what else do you want to tell us about Spiritus, about yeah. your experience? We've got a few minutes, uh, about a little over five minutes left. Um, I think 
it's probably been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. It's, it's been a joy. It's been, it's had a transformative experience in my own, in my own heart. Um, and the way that I see my life, um, in my own prayer life and my own connection with Christ. Um, so if you're a young person or you know, a young person and you're, and you're listening to this, um, and you know, and you, and you love Christ or, you know, this young person that loves Christ in the church, like invite them to apply. Um, uh, or, you know, if you want to support spiritus, you can. Um, but uh, what else would I say? Um, and that's spiritus.org? Spiritusministries.org. Spiritusministries.org. Um, other than that, um, see, what else would I say? Um, well, speak, speak more to that. Um, who, who do you think if, you know, where, uh, how do I phrase this? Um, speak to where a person might be in their life that would really benefit from maybe taking this this year this year to yeah. do something like that. Um, if you're if you're a young person and you're and you're thinking about a vocation to the priesthood or thinking about a vocation to religious life, um, then spiritual is a really great way to discern. Um, it's why I personally went. Um, many several of their missionaries do. Like, several of their past missionaries have gone on to become priests and religious. Um, see what else if even if you're not interested in that or if you don't not you don't quite think that's your vocation um if you just want to give a year to to service uh, a year to uh to to build god's kingdom a year to inspire and year to inspire youth um like yeah um i think i think it's it's a particularly good mission it's a particularly good choice there are many missionary opportunities that you can choose from there's no fundraising um, we get to sleep in the same bed every night. We have food and housing provided. Um, it's a really tight community. Um, the leadership is very, very strong, very, very supportive. We get really good formation. Um, um, yeah, we, I've gone on, so we, we have, we have off days once a week. And so we've, we've gone on a few trips throughout Wisconsin. So been able to see some of the upper peninsula in, in Michigan, uh, which is really beautiful. Um, so it's, it's been quite an adventure. It's been yeah. exciting. Um, it's very rewarding. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's very busy. Yeah. Like they do keep us very busy. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the fun of it. It's yeah, like, yeah. I, I get to just sit there and I just, I get like, I get to point all of my talents and all of my gifts and all of my energies at inspiring the next generation of Catholics yeah. to take their faith seriously, to, to live the gospel call. Right. And I, I get to, I get to present the faith to young people in a way that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that sounds thrilling to you as a listener, or if that sounds, you think that would be thrilling to someone um, who you know, like, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know of any other reasons not to, not to give it a shot. If you have, if you have the time, um, what else would I say about Spiritus? See, um, I don't I mean, know. It sounds good to me. I'll have to talk to my wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's been a tremendous joy. Yeah. It's been a tremendous joy. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm glad I, I really, really glad I went and did. Yeah. Well, I imagine there's something really extremely beneficial also in having appointed times for adoration. And yeah. it's like, we're going to mass daily mass as a community, this, as a community, this time, this day. Um, it's, it reminds me a little bit of, um, cause you can do all those things on your own. You can, but it's, it's much more fun to do them with, with a group of friends who are also on fire for Christ. Well, and that you're exp- like, it's a thing that you're going to do. It's not yeah. like an optional thing where, oh, there's 530 mass this afternoon. Um, 
I've got these other things to do and kind of having to weigh whether yeah. you're going to go or not. It's like, you're going to go. It's kind of like being in like high school sports versus like all of a sudden you're in charge of working out on your own yeah. and exercising on your own. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's probably something really beneficial about having like a scheduled time that you're going to go do a holy hour um, that I think is probably really, um, uh, if, you're, if you're wanting to take your faith kind of to the next level and explore what that yeah, would look like. Exactly. That's a great way to do it, to kind of have a, a regimen. Yeah. It's very structured. Um, yeah. If you, like, if you just want an environment where you get to just let like your, your love for Christ and love for his church and love for the, the you know, this just conviction for the truth of the gospel, like overflow and reach these young people who, you know, like maybe, you know, this young person that has this retreat and they, and they, they had this experience. And so afterwards they, you know, maybe a week later, they, they, they're on YouTube and they click on a Bishop Barron video because now they're, now they're kind of, they're interested in faith yeah. and they watch that video. And so they watch another video or, or maybe it's, it's, they, they have a conversation. They Retra- just, retrain their algorithms. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, it's like, uh, like in my own life, there's always been all these little moments where I've had these small experiences and that, that has had a profound uh, um, impact on the trajectory of my own mm-hmm. life. And I think for these young students, we're reaching them. Like a lot of them are, you know, high school juniors, confirmation age, you know, they're deciding where they're going to go to college next year. You know, um, are they going to get involved in Catholic, Catholic campus ministry? Um, are they going to take their faith seriously in college and, yeah. you know, in their adulthood? So we get to reach them at a really critical time in their life. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, if you want to find more out about Spiritus, you can go to spiritusministries.org. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you, Zach, so much for coming in and telling us about it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I ran into you down in the lobby here at St. Mary's Catholic Center and we got to chat a little bit and I thought of, hey, come interview. So thank you so much for joining me today on Red Sea Roundup. Um, thank you, audience, for joining us today. And uh, as St. Eugene de Mazenod said, leave nothing undared for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much. <laughs>